Well, ladies and gentlemen, back with us again. The third trip back around with us this time. I always, it is your third trip. He, yeah, he look at him. He's thinking right now. Long time Red Wing, Essex County boy, Leamington boy, four time Stanley Cup champion. Our boy, Darren McCarty, D Mac. What's up, buddy? Thanks, Toolbox. Uh, <laughs> I'm just here because Tristan's here. Uh, that's, <laughs> nice meeting you at the hockey game, Tristan. Um, oh. There's a lot of things, like we said, uh, learn uh, not only how to replicate people who have success by what they're doing, and also like guys like Tony, who not what to do. So, you know what? We all got roles here. That's Tony the Toolbox from Harrow, so that's why we're here. Hat-trick yeah. hockey. And I got the hat trick on the hat trick hockey podcast you do. thank you very much there you yeah, go boom you welcome welcome <laughs> see i was literally just saying to him, i was like i'll do his freaking intro i'm like because i know he's gonna come at me right after the intro i'm like all the time every time he's on he's always giving it to me dude you're a fucking busy guy there right eh, when you're at the rink like you're you were everywhere well you know what detroit's favorite stepson uh, mayor of hockey town and if you want to talk about it i'm from essex county so we we talk about it once and we be about it twice. So I I love when I'm there to be around whether I'm doing game day live or walking around. But uh, you see that I pretty much uh, do what you guys saw me do and just saying hi to everybody. And it's really cool too, though, because it depends on the different games. And sometimes we get so caught up in everything that we're doing, you don't realize like when, when the Canadian teams come over, that brings a lot of Canada over and a lot of people from – from Essex County, from, you know, up London way, and then the Toronto's come over. So there's, like, people that maybe I've never met before that have watched that are coming to Little Caesars for the first time. So it's as it's bigger than everything else, but uh, you start to see the atmosphere. And then here's the thing from a Red Wing perspective, right, as a fan. And you guys, as much when you don't get to the game every game, but you're there for a few games a year, then you see the atmosphere and you can see just like on the ice, there's something building and you, right there. And, and it's a different experience. So mm -hmm. now it's coming into it. So, you know, the wins and losses are what they are. It's, it's something that's being built again. You know, we're recording this, uh, on the Monday when they're going to play, uh, in Vancouver to start of this road trip. So, it's a roller coaster ride season, but again, you asked me at the beginning of the year, and I was hoping that they'd be in the conversation last few weeks of the year. Got to win a couple games to get in or not, but mm -hmm. next year is when I expect them to make the playoffs. Mm -hmm. Right on, yeah, that's for sure agreed. I wanted to ask you, uh, Darren, what's your favorite part or favorite part of the role you have with the Wings organization? Well, you know what? It's it's one of these things that you'll hear me say no matter what I do is that I'm a battery and the fans uh, are my power. So really, it's it's really just a connection. Like my the why this organization, why all the Red Wing fans that are listening to this, it will get back is because everybody that you know that has been successful already, hence winning cups like myself, is in this organization doing what they love. What do I mean by that? Well, the captain that let us that way is in charge. Chris Draper, who's sort of one of his minions, is in charge of the scouting. Tamalpi, who's who's in charge of scouting. Yuri Fisher, Dan Clear, all these guys. And then I didn't. I haven't even brought up the European faction. And this is all to do with guys that love hockey, love development, and the or the European. I mean, by the the King and, and uh, Lidstrom, and then mm -hmm. uh, his Prince and Zetterberg, and 
and I mean even the Jester and Homer over there. But they all are involved in in what goes on and building the the team on the ice. My pride is to to keep the fan base and everybody along the way to enjoy the journey and get us ready. My goal is to have that lower bowl rocking and rolling when it's playoff time, just like LCA was. So you ask me that, the the simple answer would be to be able to meet the people I've met before and get updated pictures or meet new people and to take pictures. So when I'm there, I'm absolutely there. And I, I love it more than anything because that's what I love to do. Mm-hmm. I was going to say, you, you seen us and then you we had talked for, what, 10 minutes or so roughly? And then, like, I looked up and it was like there was a huge crowd around us. I was like, shit. And then when we left, I was like, oh, I was like, I hope I didn't, you know, I hope we didn't like swarm or anything. But the part that I laughed at the most was when we were getting ready to snap the like photo there. And you say to a guy who was standing there getting ready for an autograph, you're like, here, I'll tell you what. Snap this pick and I'll sign that for you. You made Absolutely. like a deal. Pay it forward. I was That's like, what I, I was like, usually in those lines, and I'll <laughs> sign autographs especially when I do game day live. So people know where to come and sort of see me and I'll hear more, mm. you know, first intermission or second or third or is, Oh, we saw you on the screen and we came down. That's what it's all about, but paying it forward, making it easier to, mm. to whatever else it's all. We're all about the same experience. We're all in this together. It's all about the wing wheeled nation, all about that culture. And that's all part of it. Mm-hmm. I love it though. It was funny though. I, I just laughed. I thought it was good. I'm like, yeah, he's done that a time or two. No, you had absolutely nothing to do with that, Tony. Don't worry. About I did. <laughs> He's a fucking guy. He's all, all That's just guy. like you, though, buddy. Hey, second assist uh, over here. You know, high yeah, off the glass. God debt. God debt. And the guy's going, You're not even on the ice, bro. I yeah, tried, man. though. I tried, though. I know. I was like, hey, you ain't trying. That's funny. So, because you're such a uh, great hockey mind, and you're involved with the organization. Uh, I wanted to ask you, as it pertains to this season, we're coming up on the deadline, who stays and who goes, in your Good opinion? Question. Yeah, well, oh, oh, in my opinion, well, the yeah. answer to that is whoever Stevie in his plan <laughs> does. And I always laugh because, yeah, you can know what, what any side, and say, for example, what a Dylan Larkin or what a Tyler Bertuzzi wants, but you can't tell me that anybody knows what Steve Eiserman has said in return. So don't mm. give me that BS. It's mm. hashtag wiser plan 1919. But in my opinion is I would expect Dylan Larkin to be re-signed at, um, I mean, I would, I would have given him eight years, 9 million, but I'm willing to pay my number two centerman, which Dylan Larkin to be a winning hockey club when this team's going to win is when he's your number two centerman, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. Steve Eisman was still looking for Sergey Fedorov, who you're going to pay 11 or 12 million to is the 9 million goes because you know what, there's a million or two, whatever you want to call it in there that is intangible that you cannot teach. Mm-hmm. And that's just me speaking from the inside. But at the end of the day, it's not what I think. Right. I mean, just because I was raised by the same guys at the same dinner table and stuff, I might have, have a little intuition on it, but you know what? Steve Eisman does not give anything away. You have to earn it and it's along his plan. So you can spec. That's why I laugh. You guys don't have a, and I guess because Tony, you know what? I treat you like he treats me. (laughs) So I guess like if anybody would know, it would, should be me. Like as far as just by, but nobody knows. In fact, mm. I, I I don't even think Drapes knows. You know, mm. like that's the way Stevie is, but that's the way he's always been. And he'll take in all the information. So he might ask you a question. 
It doesn't mean he's listening to you this time, but something you said five years ago, he might bring back to you uh, and it might be relevant now. Don't like just trust. And that's the beauty of it. You could drive yourself crazy and something can go wrong tonight. You could be down four nothing in Vancouver. Turn it off. It doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. The guy in charge is throwing the ship. Go to bed. You know, <laughs> like, I mean, we're not there yet. Just wait. Wait for a few years when it is going to get anxiety, when you do make the playoffs and you have expectations to win, and then you don't. Talk to me then. You're still mm. far away. Don't do it to yourself. Mm. That's stuff Tony would do. <laughs> you know, don't do that to yourself, Tristan. Trust All right. I'll, I'll take this that. We're learning from, from our elders' mistakes. That's why we use Tony. Tony's like our home scrum. Just throw him in front of the net, let him get beat the crap, throw a couple pucks off him, make sure uh, they change the rule that he can't. Get goals disallowed from being in the crease because God dang it. I mean, he'd be in that crease all the time. But you know what? It's bouncing and Nick's got to bank one in off him. We're going to bank one in off. You know, Homer's going to say he meant to do it. We know that Nick did it on purpose. So, I mean, you know, it's just what it is. End of the day, it's behind the tender. Mm-hmm. Yep. Is there anyone out there now that could be on the move that you could see as a number one center for the wings? Like maybe a guy that uh, I see. Year? I still think that that's not this year. That's sort of maybe not even in the off season, but that's like another year. You yeah. just look at the money, like the money's there. And I, and I think it's like, you're going to go for one of those big guys. There's only so many big guys that are there that are around. So, so here's the bottom line. There's a couple names, but there's really nobody like who who's out there. That's a one seat, right? That that right. Or, or that's that one guy. It's and it's got to be that that goal scorer, that you know, the 40, 50 goal guy. Now, if it's you want to add that one C, but but you could you can maintain if you add that sniper. Mm-hmm. Like example, if a guy like a Austin Matthews, right, who's on the wing, but he, but he's gonna fill the net. You need your Shanny. You need your you need somebody that's going to produce on a goal level, you know, like, and if you got to break it down to the why, the, the why is because, you know, um, if Verona was supposed to be that guy and if he's not that guy or what's going on with that. Right. So that's another, but at the end of the day, all these questions, when the questions, when it turns from simple arithmetic into algebra, into geometry, into trigonometry, Walk out of the class. Yeah, that's way right? over me. Because <laughs> you don't need to because Stevie's going to finish the homework for you. He's in there. Like, that's the beauty. Like, these are all things that we are going to get stressed about. And we're going to dive in. And we're going to. But the bottom line is what I know is that just sit back. Is He's going to give you what you want when he wants to, mm-hmm. not mm-hmm. when you want it. Because uh-huh. he knows what's better for you when it comes to your Red Wings than you do, than even I do. And I know better than any one of you. Mm-hmm. And I still don't know. That's fucking crazy, man. And, and yeah. so so that should set your heart at ease. Yeah. Because that's sort of like being on the boat ride, that it's, oh, it's sunny and breezy, and, it, and there's no, like, yeah, the season is choppy, but really in the bigger scheme of things, it's a smooth sailing on glass ice in the perfect day on a jet ski, whatever. Like, let's go to Put Bay, boys. Hop yeah. in. Let's go. <laughs> let's do it. You know what I mean? It's like, uh, it, it's a beautiful thing because you don't have to worry about you're going to get there. Yeah. I mean, think about all the hockey trips you made when you were a kid. 
get in the car, shut your eyes, open your eyes, boom, three hours, you're in Brantford. You didn't do it. Your old man or your mom yeah. or whoever drove that whole way. But you forget all those trips. That's the, that's what I'm saying. You, you're allowed to close your eyes on your road trip because we're still, <laughs> we're a long ways away. No, I yeah. know. Yeah, but, but here's the thing too. Why it's so important because when we start to get there, it's going to be like it used to be. doesn't mean championships, but it means consistently being one of those teams like you see now, like what Boston's done, what Tampa's done, what yeah. the Rangers are doing. And every time you go to training camp, you're thinking about the playoffs. You're always in the mix. You're always yep. in the mix. You're that yeah. team always in the mix. Yep. And you know what? I, uh, Although I don't, I don't get stressed out over it. I love trying to be able to predict and project just because if there's that odd chance that I, in my mind, did something similar to Steve Eisenman, I pat myself on the back and I say, <laughs> well, you know what? I got one of the, a touch of the mind of the greatest genius in the hockey world, right? But here's the thing, Tristan, where you're right and you're supposed to, I'm not telling you not to, but I'm telling you that what, no matter what you score, it's irrelevant. It erases. Mm -hmm. Nobody, that's for you. Because, because here's the one thing. He's transparent. So if mm -hmm. you can follow it, then you're on the right path. Hansel and Gretel, you're on his, you're following the right breadcrumbs. Because <laughs> you can fill it all in. He's not changing it. You know, like, it's, it's, it's he's consistent. And if you want to play that game, all you have to do is he's left you a track record on how he started his first time around when he did his first green play in Tampa. Mm -hmm. Now he's writing, he's rewriting it and going, okay, well, I did that there and I didn't do that. Because here's the thing that he did right there. Stamkos, it was the guy, they came down to it. Kucherov doesn't give it away. So he's consistent. Mm -hmm. So try to figure, that's all I do. Because he's consistent. Mm -hmm. right and that's where you try to figure out okay okay so you could read it now okay so dig deeper to add so i think that more so than not that if that if he was like like today is is that tyler bertuzzi's more available than he ever was mm -hmm. you know like that's a guy um you also got to think is what you need and what you can go get so you're in a good spot, but is it also the time to do what he's done before and and use that salary cap that he's got and the money he's got that other teams don't as leverage to get more draft capital? Because that's, that's where he's dangerous, too. You look at the young guys. Look at all the young guys on the team that are showing, playing, getting games under their belt, learning, mm -hmm. developing. I mean, Actually, guys, when, when we were there the other night. Resilience like the plant. When we were there the other night, actually, Tristan, you were like saying to me, oh, this guy and then stating this and then this guy and stating this. And they were like, you shot so much shit at me during the game. Like, and you were right on everything, but I just, I couldn't believe how much you knew, like when it come down to just what guys are doing, what and up and down and everything like this guy was all over it. Well look, at, it. well, look at the development of a guy like Jonathan Bergeron, who sort of mm -hmm. slid under the radar. Look at Valeno. Nobody's talking about Rasmussen, who might be the most approved guy on this team. Yeah. Right? Because they put him on wing and they made him comfortable and he's playing a role and he's he's developing slowly but sure, as we always say. Mm -hmm. I always put Rasmussen in the primo. It takes those big draft guys 
a little bit longer to figure out into their body. But the effectiveness, but all these guys, and, and then you got shoulder blue. Then, yeah. And you got guys that can get that need these games, whether it's up or down. You still got uh, Edvidson down there. You know what I'm saying? Uh, like, there's there's guys and there's guys that are pushing. You know, the, 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 the question... You know, that has developed that I don't think was a question as much at the beginning of the year, but it has is goaltending. But again, you haven't heard much about Sebastian Costa, but it's all about all these guys are getting experience, mm -hmm. experience at this level. And, uh, you know, for the young guys to be able to get like this is their first crack at like 82 game schedule, like the NHL right. schedule, you got to and, and they're young. It's not like they're coming in like they used to 24, 25 because they couldn't crack the line. If they're coming in at 19, 20, 21. They're mm -hmm. babies. Oh, it's crazy. It's crazy. <laughs> if you sit back and go, holy cow, man, mm -hmm. look what's in the future. Oh, I like, seriously, know. like yeah. anybody who's got, you know, like like kids or whatever like that, these, like these five-year-olds, like, I mean, they're going to be like like nine, ten. You Like, think of the excitement. Uh, and, and that's what I implore everybody is that, no matter what age you are, like if you were around and you remember you were a kid the first time, what did you miss? What do you want to enjoy the second time? Maybe you couldn't drink last time. Now you can drink. You know, like there's different, there's all these things. It's yeah. like, you know, 17 and a half beers, by the way. I think I put that top of the cup. <laughs> Can't get all 18 in. <laughs> but yeah, it's, you know what? As you say, like we don't, you look at Steve's track record and try and go from there to even start to try and guess at things, right? And with that in mind, I think he's going to draft his number one center or a top six so center. There you go. I, that, I really feel it too. because Braden Point, right? They had Stammer for a long time, and then he gets Point, who's a steal. And he turns into this first-line, second-line center, and he dominates. So you're saying, Tristan, are you saying he knows talent? Yeah. Easily. Oh, okay. Yeah. Good. That's good. That's good. <laughs> Nothing That's good new thing when, but... when when you have a lot of draft points, picks. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. There's an ass load of picks, isn't there? Like he's got them fucking stockpiled. Ass load of picks and a shitload of money. Yeah, that's yeah. a beautiful thing at this point of a uh, rebuild, shall we say? It, and it's dangerous in Steve Eiserman's hand, as it would be dangerous in Darren McCarty's hand, the opposite way. <laughs> Your yours would be fun though. Oh well, we know that. <laughs> <laughs> we know we know that hey what's going on with uh bali sports sir is it is it like all done now at the end of this year i don't like, know i heard they claim bankruptcy that's not one of my gigs so no i, I know but a, I, just... I don't get a paycheck from them or anything like that so i don't know okay but I that, was that, just wondering. that's for all those other but uh nothing good i would think Okay, because I'm like, man, now where am I going to watch Wings? And then they need to go back to just to like Fox, man. Fox they 2. Pass. Fox 2 or whatever. Yeah. I don't know. I just, I'm just like, fuck, where am I going to watch Red Wing games now, man? I'm sure they'll find somewhere for you, bud. That's I hope you so. You got to search and my, stream dude, and do all some my, garbage. My son asked me every fucking day if the Red Wings are playing. <laughs> every day. So all tonight. Like, all tonight. Told Get a nap in fast as bedtime. Yeah, he, there's no <laughs> way he's staying up that late to watch the game. That's crazy talk. He'll be fucking 
pass though i don't even think he would make the game he wouldn't even make even if he tried his hard well i'm not gonna make the game so what are you talking about? i'll be honest i'm probably gonna watch it i will too i know i mean i'll probably be out <laughs> oh, i'll no, catch like, the first period like out or like sleeping out sleeping oh yeah he's like yeah. sleeping um go ahead tris no i i just wanted uh to ask like who do you feel is a player on this team, maybe currently on the roster or in the system anywhere, that's going to be a cornerstone to the rebuild? Maybe someone who's not one of the streamlined names that you hear, but someone that you think, you know what, this is a guy that he plays a game that is something Stevie wants for when we are in a cup uh, contention. Yeah, no, I think the next big, the next big thing is Simon Edvinson. Because mm. you know what, that that puts your twin towers right and left hand in small if if he is what we expect. Mm. And you know what, that's he's doing exactly what he needs to do. Because you look at Mo, played in the Swedish league or played over here, and then went back to the Swedish league and the way he developed. So it's just time and getting a lot of time is, and it's not the playing the game as much. It is it is a little bit, but you'll adjust. But it's it's everything around it. Mm-hmm. So I think once. Because then once you see and once you know, and it'll take them time to adjust, but you'll see it. And then you you know you're going from there, right? So he's a, he's a big part of it. Um, obviously, moving forward, if I would have my, my eye on anybody and uh, he would be the next guy to fast track. That's because we already know what Soderblom is, mm-hmm. right? We already know that he's part of the future. So he's already established that. He actually jumped. Edvinson and has already put himself in the hat because I believe he's already one of the guys. So he, even though he's down there, that's strictly just age and reps and learning. Cause imagine when he learns how to use that size and that reach, oh. Oh there's my nothing gosh. like it, bro. We see little glimpses of it, the way he can pull it to his backhand. And, but you know, and, and just my, just uh limited uh, engagement with him. He's a great kid mm-hmm. and, and very um, absorbing and, and, uh, you know, fits in exactly fits into the culture. So, so th- that'll be exciting. And and that's just somebody that understands that he needs to play at, and wherever he can get ice time. And it's not a, you know, a lot of, like that. And that's the thing you got to look at it. Some of these guys are in the minors. It's not a punishment. Mm. You know, it's, it's development. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. And it's crazy to think uh, Elmer was able to make the big club right out of Sweden with no conditioning on North American ice. So Stevie clearly trusted a lot in him to do that because he even sent, he sent Mo down to the A for a year. He sent Simon down this year. So mm-hmm. impressive stuff by him. Mo looked good. Oh, the other too. Oh. Would you, what would you guys say? Is, is there somebody on the list that you're, you're looking on? Uh-oh. Uh, some of these names you're firing off. Well, you, you were, you were saying, uh, how Stevie has a track record, right? And he built something in Tampa. And I look at guys who are middling round picks that he turned into stars, Anthony Sorelli, Braden Point. And I look at recently he's drafted in the Wings organization, guys like Carter Mazur and Amadeus Lombardi. I think they're going to be in the Wings top six when they're winning a cup. And I feel like Lombardi has a lot to give. He was an overager and Stevie drafted him, you know, undersized center poor skating just like point and now all of a sudden he's one of the best skaters in the ohl because he worked on that in his development and he's i want to say he's tied for fifth in scoring in the chl right now so he's 
he's lighting it up. No, definitely two guys, and I know that they're they're high on, uh, you know, the development. And to your point, I would not be surprised at mm-hmm. all if what you said um, is true. But yeah, and it just goes to show you. You just mentioned two two names um, that could be up even sooner than later because that's how good they are. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Hey, Mac, if you could change one rule in the league now, which one would it be? I'd make every ice surface Europe, European style, like Belleville. Really? Just because the guys are so big, and if you want to exploit the, exploit the skill and the space and the speed, make make the ice bigger. Yeah. You know, like what they're used to playing. If that that's the game you're going to. I mean, we got a half Euro, half North American game as it is. Mm-hmm. I mean, so might as well go the whole way. Yeah, true. Very true. I never thought about that. Well, you know I, what? That's because you're a tool. <laughs> you <laughs> set yourself up, man. All the fucking time. I should have. Well, I, now well, it's I'm just, just explaining why to the see people. How, it's not right or wrong, fucking, bro. It's see just how it. fast he was to fucking answer that? <laughs> like, that was awesome. Fucking God. <laughs> you got no TikTok chance. Clip. When you understand Fuck. you got no chance, <laughs> then it's easier to accept. Yeah. Jesus. Well, I, I want to go back in time a bit. Because this is my first time getting a chance to interview you. And you've had some of the greatest experiences, if not the greatest, of anyone to have played in hockey. And I want to ask you, what's your your favorite cup run? You know, that's a good Chris, I give you credit. And it shows you why you're the brains of the operation <laughs> on the uh, Hat Trick Hockey podcast. Um, hold that light. Properly, Tony. Don't be messing oh. Tristan's light up. He's looking really good and really important right now. Dude, this is why. This is why I picked him. <laughs> no, um, because most people ask me what's your favorite cup, but but it is all about the run and and the whole thing is that you don't understand this, and you know even Tony can understand this to a bit. They're all like kids, you know. Mm. They're all like like pregnancies with kids. Your experience when you have kids is that there's a different storyline and a meaning to both. Now I can break it down even further. Like I would say, Oh, are you asking Darren or are you asking DMAC? Cause remember I've known who DMAC was since I was six. It took me to 46 to meet Darren. Now when I'm chirping Tony on DMAC, that's the locker room when I'm talking, you know, Darren's supposed to be more responsible and, and all that other stuff. But D-Mac's favorite is 97. What are you, crazy? He scored the freaking goal. He's from Leamington. Dude, he's been dreaming about it his whole life, That this kid. And, and not only that, because the greatest Joe Louis Farina memory I have, not only scoring that goal, but being on the ice. Being on the ice for the final buzzer, mm. right? 42 years. How many times since I sat in that rink since I was, like, freaking eight years old? Mm-hmm. Right? Like living, manifesting reality, it could be done to any kid out there. What are you got what are you willing to do? So for for that accomplishment, but then you know, I, I look at the for the whole wing wheeled nation and everything else, the ninety-eight, because we went from the highest highs to lowest to lows as a whole community with the Vladdy incident, from winning mm-hmm. to losing, and you know, you're supposed to be partying on the highest of highs, and then the accident happens. That this didn't happen to us, it happened to everybody. And then it's it's something so also to the so the belief and the fact that to have out you know less than a year after the accident him on the ice to give him the cup in mm. that moment I mean that's just movie stuff 
Mm. Then 02, you know, with the Hall of Fame team. And that's one of those, like, I know you're, you know, you're, you're supposed to do it, but to be able to do it and it wasn't easy and just, you know, it was like a cherry on the top for that group. You know, and then 08, when you're asked Darren, that's his favorite because don't, you know, the, uh, the, the whole thing is uh, what do you put in to get out and don't ever say what if. And I always mm. thought I had something left. And, and and for me, it was more to be in the locker room and the, and the buffer with my guys than it was to play. But the way it worked out, I was able to play 17 games and just to be a part of it and get four cups is something that I cherish. So it's tough to say. You know, which is the favorite, obviously. Um, But they all they all mean something. And I think that. That you draw back on them for different experiences as you get older, you guys will find this is that is that, oh, wow, that you don't really realize. So, you know, at the end of the day, it's about all the guys you accomplished it with all the guys and girls, the organization, even the fans and stuff, because to me, it's like, I know where I was, but even to this day, when I meet everybody, they got a memory of something. And to me, to have played, to be part of people's lives and the beauty now, right. I realize this because I travel around doing, you know, my band and the slapstick comedy is that all the five-year-olds and 10-year-olds are now 30, 35, which means they've lived life. Like since 96, you know what I mean? They got bills, they got kids. The fact when I say that in life and sports, bad things happen, can't lose respect for a fellow human being with the Lemieux incident resonates a little bit more. It means a little bit more than it might have when you're five years old. So mm. it's always the constant. It's like fashion. It's always a constant story. It's always cyclical because that's what culture is. So mm. um, I'm just great to your point. I'm just grateful to, to be a part. And, you know, I beat one guy one-on-one my whole career. It's all timing. I just did it for the Stanley Cup clinching goal. Yeah. Right. So, um, so it's just, it's just, it's all about putting the work in to manifest and put it out in the universe. Cause I believe the universe will conspire positively or negatively, whichever way you go. And I know that from experience. So if you want it bad enough, you just keep putting it out there, putting it out there, putting it out there and keeping your intentions pure. And you know, in certain ways, if it's meant to be, it's meant to be. And then if it's not, and you put everything into it, it wasn't your, it wasn't your calling. Right. You got to be accepting of that. And I think that that is the way that I've always lived my life. There's no regrets in that way. That's awesome. Is it Thank true? You. Is it? No, you're welcome. Is it true that on that goal that when you got the puck and you were crossing center ice that they were yelling at you to dump it in? from the Oh, bench? absolutely. I was yelling at myself. <laughs> okay. Because I was, I was like, yelling what? At my <laughs> dump it in, my chain, dump it in. They're all yelling at the bench. And the next thing you know, boom, 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 boom. That was fucking, that's funny. Oh, it was disgusting. It was incredible. It was was a beautiful move. You know what? It's like when I always tell the story and I come out, first guy I really lock eyes on is Steve Eisman, eyes and size of dinner dinner saucers, looking at me going, what the fuck was that? And me going, bah. And he looks at me and he goes, thank God you don't have to do it again. Yeah. And I was like, you're right. I Bro. remember fucking like watching that game, man, at home and just like the whole play, just everything. And just when the first, when you made the first move, I was like, I stood up out of my, and then just the other, the cut back across with the goalie beat and everything. But man, when you got that goal, I will seriously never forget that as long as I live. So that was, that was my fucking childhood watching, watching those games, man. Like that was right in the, sw- I would think I was in, I think I was in grade eight when you guys won that first one. 
Tristan, you're familiar with Haley's Comet? Yes. Comes around every 75 years? <laughs> yep. Well, the fucking tool man has one of those clarity moments. Yeah. And that's what D-Max is. That's the only one it yeah. is. But that's what I say, Tony. Yeah. You were not a tool with that memory. Please keep that one. Okay. Haley's Comet right there. Providing <laughs> everything everything else. So. <laughs> oh, that's that's awesome. But yeah, no, that's the good. only that's the most non-tool moment I've ever experienced with <laughs> Oh, thank you. I appreciate that. You're right. You earned it. You're no. In a similar vein, I wanted to ask you, aside, of course, from your own nasty goal that you scored against Philly, uh, for the club clin- cup clinching goal, I will add that every time I talk about it <laughs> from now on, but um, what was your favorite goal when you played for the Wings that you got to experience with the team? Like, what's one that you'll stay with you? Playoffs, regular season, just like, wow, unbelievable. Another great quiet crash. Great question, Tristan. Tony, are you paying attention on how this is done? This is why I got him. (laughs) Do you remember my, I've only had one hat trick. It was in game one, Colorado uh, Conference Finals 2002. Yeah. The second goal I scored was a clapper two-on-one down the wing, Mm, top of circle, short side, underneath the bar upstairs. Norman Bates keeps his mom in the attic, right? (laughs) Like barring in. That's my favorite. Why? Because before I go off the ice every practice, I'd nail that shot. No. And so it just comes through. What do you put in to get out? So I probably shot that shot thousands of times. And it's just muscle memory and be able to bury it. Mm-hmm. That's so awesome. that, that the second goal, if you go back. Of the, of yeah, the I, you know what? I remember, I think the Wings made a post about it uh, last year in the summertime. Well, they should have. They said it was like, yeah, it was the 20th anniversary of whatever Darren McCarty hat trick game one. But uh, personally, my favorite, although I didn't experience it uh, while I was living, it's, yeah, it was 96 uh, round two Stevie Y versus the blues. Oh, that one. Well, you know why it's the second greatest goal? Cause what did you win at the end of it? (laughs) Nothing. Zero. Right. We don't, we, we, we count by banners and cups. So Mm. Steve, great shot. Hey, man, nice shot, but what did it get us? It got us swept in the finals. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying, fact, dude, if you don't like facts, don't stick around. Right. I thought the goal you were But, but it was, you know, like, as far as, like, the great – and couldn't happen to a better guy. Mm-hmm. Right? But I'm just saying how, you know, it, he, Steve Eisenman, and I'm just going by – because I believe in Carmen, the tea leaves. But I'm just re- – like, I mean, but if he was such a great guy, wouldn't you won the cup after he did that? No, but Darren McCarty scored that goal, and even Eric Lindros <laughs> scored to make it two-one. So Darren McCarty's gonna be there. I'm just saying, yeah, you're if right. We're, if we're saying that, I might be bad. I might be a little bit higher in God's playbook than in Steve's. I'm just than Steve is. I'm just. I'm just asking facts. Oh. Is that not the truth? Hey, it's truth. It's it's the only argument I have against Steve Eisenman. The proof is in the pudding. That first string is because goal. of you. I tell right Stevie there. that was the second greatest goal. I thought you were gonna say for years the goal that you got in overtime on the pass from Shanahan on the night of the brawl. Because technically that, that should have been too. a game that you should have been kicked out of. No, bro, not ninety, not ninety-seven. <laughs> 
Four the minutes for roughing. Oh, I know that. The ref gave you four. No, 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 that but... was, well, that was too. But, but why it was like, I didn't need to score it. That just reiterated my point that I think yeah. God likes Warren Steve Eisenman. Yeah. <laughs> but the fact that as long as we scored, yeah, it already gone. But the fact when I did, and, and, and no matter how old you were, that was the time that it was like the proverbial, everything's going to be all right. Don't know what it means, yeah. but it's gonna be all right. What a fucking and feed from Shani, too. My God. Tic-tac-toe. What a pass. What a pass. So, I know it's been discussed, and I heard your input on the ESPN uh, 360 they had put up on your rivalry with the Avalanche, and I, I just want to get it again from your mouth because I'm here asking you, right? And it's uh, also a great honor, so I wanted to ask you, what's what's your relationship like now with Claude? Oh, like it, and which it's sort of started probably back in 2014 or whatever. But it's one of these things that, and how that whole unrival came about was the fact that I started, you know, signing those autographs and doing some stuff with him. And, and he was, you know, a nice guy and, and stuff like this. But it never occurred to me until, and you got to understand this, Tristan, Darren McCarty from Leamington, Ontario, right? Yep. With that, he doesn't end his sentences with a period. It's always with a dot, dot, dot. <laughs> and when this thing blew me out of the water was when I'm watching the draft and Steve Eisman selects uh, from Germany, Mort Sider. I'm like, okay, who's this kid? And everybody's going, oh, who's that? Who's that? And I'm going, shut up. Stevie drafted him. He's good. Right mm-hmm. to myself. And then I look and see, okay, where'd he play? Da, da, da. And who's his agent? Bam, Claude the Mew, and I almost shit my pants. And I was like, holy fuck. And this is like, what, 19? So this is a few years ago, like mm-hmm. two years ago. And I'm like, oh, my God. And I'd already thought and been thinking because I call it like I see it, right? And the fact that I'd done things with Claude, and he'd proven to me that he's not the guy he was on the ice, off the ice, right? So then it was more this that I come to it. And then people would say, well, why are you doing this stuff with the Mew and this? And I'm like, well, because, uh, you know, I'm getting to know the guy and whatever. So in talking to this, I, but my intention was because like in life, just like in the world and history and sports, sometimes your enemies will become your allies. So I knew that regardless of whatever else that I felt that I was the one that if this is, and this is like a couple of years ago, come to fruition about if he ever would tell his story or we could break it down or if there was something to be said. And I'd always looked at the 25 year anniversary. Number 25, I got a tattoo, yeah. 25. Perfect. I mean, it just, you know, self-serving mm-hmm. or whatever, you know, like, but, and it just the way that it played out and they just put it in the universe and, and, so everybody got, you know, sort of got down with it. And then ESPN took it and made it bigger than, you know, my interview. I was going to have Claude in and do that. And they built that around that. But to me, it's about, it's his version, his story. Just mm-hmm. like at the end of it, where they asked Chris Draper and he says, no, I don't forgive him. Well, you know what? If I was Chris Draper, I probably wouldn't either. Because yeah. if you wanted to apologize, you should apologize when you met it. Not when all everybody else thinks it's cool. But that's not my place. Mm-hmm. You know, my place is to call it as I see it and to allow my fans and the Red Wing fans who I know go are in the ones that are going that try uh, trust in the fact that 
this is fucked up, but I got to check it out and come to your own conclusion. Cause that what I try to bring is just accountability and just, I, it is what it is. So there's, if I'm doing it, there's a reason, right? And then you can come to your own conclusion, but the fact of what it was done and the fact that you get both sides to the story, all the guys that were involved. And I think at the end of the day, 25 years later, I mean, it's almost like he got paroled from prison after serving, uh, you know, attempted murder and stuff like this, where everybody was like, okay, now you can be a member of society again. That happens in real life. Yeah. That the, the jury was out with you guys. I'm not the jury. I just was bringing it to the table because I love everybody so much and think that, you know, I always just want things the right and right, you know, everything just to, to be copacetic. Or if it's not, you understand why. I'm not mm -hmm. telling you what to do, anything like that. I just came to that fact. Mm -hmm. And for all the fact of all the pictures that I still sign every day, turtling him and stuff like this, but people need to know the whole story if they want to. If they don't, then they don't need to, but it's for the ones that want to. Mm -hmm. Yeah, up there. Hey. I would have thought it'd be higher, but well, I mean, that's okay. I'll you probably can can't do. reach it, you little midget. Fuck you. I'm just <laughs> as tall as you are, aren't I? Oh. <laughs> hey, one thing I've always wondered, when you guys fought, like you guys had a tilt, what were you saying to him off the draw? Oh, off the draw? Dude, yeah. I would have got so canceled. I said everything you're not supposed to say to a French Canadian about his mom and his sister and oh, okay. everything else and what a piece of garbage he was and just everything like really derogatory. Like all those things that you can't say. Yeah. Yeah, I said them. Whatever. Fuck. Hey. Well, but, it was 97 and but, I didn't care. What right. What was he saying like, back to That's the you? whole thing. It's like that was personal. So I don't yeah. care. Yeah, like oh. and that and that and then like the second time off the draw, yeah. like I was that mapping him, and I I honestly didn't think he'd do anything. So when Drapes and obviously Drapes snaps the draw back to Nick, so I turned my head and he blasted me, and I was like, first thing I thought was, all right, good, he's gonna fight this time. Yeah, that was a fucking that was a good tilt. tilt. Fucking right, oh, it yeah. was. I, lay, I got it, and I was happy because I laid him with a couple. So I was. Oh good. yeah, he did. Right, right off the hop, he landed two oh, big yeah, lefts. Yeah. Doc, doc. Yeah, Bob. exactly. And now you got to remember, exactly. he's bigger than I am, but I'm from Leamington. <laughs> and you got to oh, yeah. like the concrete. Yeah. You have man, the upper he... hand there. Yeah. You might be big, but you're from Leamington. So that's it, man. Because and and to everybody from Essex County that knows that this means I'm I'm too stupid to quit. <laughs> Hey, is there anybody who you wanted to fight but never got to? Nah, dude. You know what? Like, honestly, like, once they put the tie-down rule in for guys like me, um, and then everybody started to get bigger and, you know, the game changed and stuff. So it wasn't really – it got to be more of a job and stuff like this. But, mm -hmm. um, no, not really. Well, I mean, it used to – that. That used to be uh that used to be like in the nineties and early two thousands. You know, you'd be all more fired up. Yeah. I don't know. I was I was just wondering if there's anybody Yeah, no. No. I mean it, like it, I guess the answer to the question is I wish I would have had another crack at Jamal Myers. I think he oh. got the he got me good last. Or Le Perrier. 
Perrier. Yep. Like something like that. Like, but but not out of disrespect, out of respect, and just like because out of because I think they got me best last. One of those mm. things, you know. Got you. Now I got a question as it pertains to one of the greatest talents to ever put on a Red Wings jersey, uh, Sergey Fedorov. I was Do you just feel say, white skates? <laughs> yeah, white Nikes. That's how yeah. good you are. Yeah, Nike. Well... White skates in the nineties. You You're gonna watch. There's a new movie coming out. I think called Air or Shoe yeah, or something. It, yeah, it's, it's about, about the yeah. Nike back Jordan. That's mm-hmm. like the same issue sort of thing. What they did, unbelievable. So, I, I want to know if you feel that Sergey's number should be up in the rafters. Yeah, I think it's time. I agree. Ozzy should be in the Hall of Fame, and Sergey should be in the rafters. Agreed. Okay. Mm-hmm. 100%. And if you're going to ask me out of which one out of the two is the more of a disgrace, Ozzy in the Hall of Fame being not in the Hall of Fame is a disgrace. Three oh. cups, backstop, two, 400 wins. Shut your mouth. <laughs> there you go. I like it. <laughs> I love how he's just like, bam, straight to the fucking point. Oh, that's hilarious. Oh, by the way, I was talking to Matthew... Barnaby and he said thank you for the 28 stitches. <laughs> Love Barney. Well, hey, you know what? Shouldn't have been acting a fool. Right. So uh, he's on with us. Fool. Great guy. I love Barney. So he's but on yeah, with I us later this week. Half in mm. Colorado. Where did you split him? That was at? one of I, my favorite punches that I've He thrown. was cut like up here, wasn't he? Like he was in... cut like through here. Oh, <laughs> like, so, through here. So so he had like a third eye? Like here. Yeah, Jesus. There was a lot of blood. That was one of the best punches I've thrown. Like the cut of guy, because I'm not like a heavy hitter or whatever. But, but because of boxing and whatever like that, like I can cut you. Yeah, like I, you know when they say turn it and stuff. So out. I got him good. No shit. And plus, I'm bigger than him, so. Yeah, but he was funny when he said that. I'm like, oh, we got like Mac on today and everything, and that was the first thing he said. Tell him thanks for the 28 stitches. I know. <laughs> I was just like, oh, okay. I'll be sure to let him know. Absolutely. So back back in the day, like, well, I, I hesitate to say that because you're not old. You're you're a spring chicken. You're young. I know that. But uh, I, I was curious who, when you were playing, was probably your best friend off the ice. Like, who's someone, you know, when you go on the road trip, you'd get the room with them. It was, it, was always Dra- it was always Drapes and Ozzy. Drapes and Ozzy lived together at home, but Drapes and I were roommates, so it was always the three of us in Malch usually um, when we were younger. And then Dandino came along, and he was like the little brother because <laughs> uh, he was he was always the one that had to pick the things up. Jamie Pusher and Wardo, Aaron Ward, like more of the yeah. younger guys, like the grind line, stuff like that. But Drapes was the – he was the ringleader of the youth, so to speak, you know, like – if Stevie was the captain, he was like the captain of the younger dudes, you know? So it was, but it was always me, Drapes and Ozzy. And, and then when Maltz came, him too. So, um, but mostly cause Drapes, cause on the road, we roomed together and Ozzy used to like, just hibernate. He used to sleep for like ever. That's all he would do is just sleep Ozzy? on the road at home, whatever like this, after practice, go back to bed, Come on. maybe get up for dinner, get up for whatever, but no. The way he was <laughs> just like to sleep that's funny um 
Hey, when you were in the games and everything, like games back then, the hitting was just like they hit the kill. Who is that one guy who hit you the hardest? And how'd you like? Holy shit! Oh God, I got hit one time coming around the net by Mike Keen in oh. Dallas. That he you know, took my helmet, my gloves, an elbow pad stick out of my hand. I thought that my arm got broken half. I mean, I was like, wow. That I got up and got to the bench and I was like, came to that. All you can do is laugh and just be <laughs> grateful you're still alive. But like, absolutely ran my show. So he was aiming to rip your fucking head clean right off. Oh, dude, I was coming around the net, you know, like in the old days. And you know how like the D pitches behind the net and then the other yeah. D sort of airs you off. And he came flying from around the pick, right, where you don't see him. And you just put your head down because you're going to lose the puck for a minute. You know what I mean? You look up and then just, and then just ran me over. My God. I'd still be laying there. <laughs> That's fucked, man. So I, I'm curious. Uh, throughout your time uh, when you were playing, who would you say is maybe a Wings player who gets – underrated in fans eyes or someone who's not really talked about a lot but you feel really contributed to the wing success uh for those 25 years you guys made uh the playoffs in a row yeah i think a guy that gets overlooked is the six the six russian and doug brown just mm. about the glue of what he was you're talking about sergey that was sort of you know you you know the russians and what igor and them meant but like doug was really like big brother Sergey, and I think that's the integral parts of even in the 98 year, but how he could play every different facet and Scotty trusted him and he was a great player. And I think for, for a while, I think he had like, he was a guy in the NHL with like 200 goals without a 20 goal season, you know, mm -hmm. like just a, just a workman. Like, and I think Patrick Brown, who's his son um, mm -hmm. that plays in the NHL, um, you know, has the same work ethic. And they're, the, the one thing is they're great skaters, but they're cerebral. They're, just above the rim uh mentally and uh so i think that you know that's a name that guys forget a lot you know so knee down dougie brown yeah so would you say he's probably the one of the hardest working guys too or if not who would be probably yeah, the hardest oh yeah. working no exactly. like all, all our guys worked hard our, yeah you know, from top to bottom it wasn't it was never you know that aspect i guess Every team seems to have that one guy that's just always, you know, and, and I'll tell you who was clutch. Like Slava Kozlov was always clutch, you know, when you need him to be clutch and he was tough, mm -hmm. you know, he was tough. He got, you watch those old series and against Colorado and Dallas and stuff like this. I mean, he took a, he took a beating, but he was always there. He's tougher than I think people realize. Mm -hmm. Well, he was playing in those old school days too, where it was like even worse than when, you guys played as well. Here's as the thing about Slava Kozlov too: is that that when he was drafted, he got a hit, and he was in an accident, broke his leg, and you know, like all the but it, the uh, his teammate in the car died. But it, it was touch and go whether he'd ever skate again or play hockey. And the fact that he came back to that ability, they were saying that he was even better. Wow. Like he said, he was like Kucherov. That's crazy. I never knew that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, neither did I. Wow. Yeah, well, you know what? Guess what? That's why I'm here. Yeah. Not only, hey, not only am I a member, but I'm also a client, and uh, you know, been a big fan all my life. So the history of the Red Wings is mm -hmm. something that uh, 
is is to delve into not even just like from playing, but like I mean, you know, like you guys since of being a kid, so knowing knowing all the stuff about the guys that you know used to come around. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, the coach with many rings. Talk about what it was like playing under the greatest coach of all time, Scotty Bowman. Yeah, I mean, Scotty's not only the greatest coach of all time, he's the greatest psychologist because he taught everybody that, you know, you, you don't treat everybody the same. You treat, you treat them different. You got to find out what their buttons are. And it's about motivation to get the best out of them. And, you know, whether he, he had to piss Shani off, make him go Irish, or, you know, he just sort of like leave me, leave me to be. And, and, you know, and like, for me, it's funny because he'd never yell at me or I'd get in trouble drapes with. So it'd always be drapes with responsibility when I, you know what I'm saying? Like, and, and it was accountability to each other. And he sort of built that. And that's why, like, where you, where you sort of ran. And, and what Scotty did is that he, he did it differently where it was us against him. But the difference, here's the difference between, in my opinion, playing for both Scotty Bowman and Mike Babcock. Scotty Bowman did, and if they did the same thing, Scotty Bowman did it and you knew he did it because he liked to collect rings and at the end of the day, it was to win the to, to win for the mm-hmm. team. Mike Babcock did it, like if you either did it my way or the highway. So we either do it his way or nobody wins. That's, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? That's, yeah, and, that's and, and, you know what? I think that, you see the way that things are is is why you know the 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 gravity things have changed life has changed so there's no like scotty you might not understand it but you were all in it together you could learn to turn to your left and go or turn to your right and go yeah the, remember last month and the, that guy be going yeah remember those that week there was me and everybody sort of had a turn in a different way but mm-hmm. it was all for the best of the team and he right. was always great at, this is the best, is that he just owned the media. And the media come in and go, Scotty, did you see, believe the ref blew that call? And he go, yeah, I know. I thought it was, I thought that the, you know, that it was icing. And and they'd be go, no, we're talking about the offside. And he goes, but yeah, because icing's when you shoot it from the other side of the center, right? And I thought our guy touched it first, but it's a close call and we don't have replay. So you know what, icings are going to go until they make it automatic. And you know what, totally like, now you're talking about a nice thing that didn't matter as opposed to a controversial thing that he didn't want. You know what I'm saying? Like it's, right. it's the mentality of it. So it was all, it was always awesome. And then I got my favorite because, because my favorite thing is, is like, I call it my hall of fame moment is because after we used to win the cups, we used to have parties at uh Mr. and Mrs. Illich's house and, we were outside. Scotty came up to me and said, "Hey, uh, I want to tell uh, you know one of the things I regret is I didn't tell my players how much I appreciate them." I was like, "Yeah, thanks, Scotty. You brought me in the league." And he's like, "Shut up." And I'm like, <laughs> "Okay." Happened a lot, but he said, "You know, uh, I wanted to tell you you were my second second favorite right winger ever to play for me, next to Gila Fleur. I hope you're not mad." Boom, 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 walked away. So I got that going for me. Wow. Yeah, that's wow. all that matters to me. Pat yourself on the back. Man. That's all it is. Tap the dog wow. on the head, and he's good. Well, That's... you always freaking played the game the way it should be played, though, too. Oh, yeah. Like, you know what I mean? I like a guy that does. I like a guy that does everything. I was taught to play. You know what? You give everything you have. You know, you're a team guy first. You know, it's 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 not about the the name on the back. It's about the crest on the front. And the That's guy just county hard nose hockey. 
What's that? It is. Essex County Hard Nose Hockey. That's that's exactly what Essex County Fight Club, baby. <laughs> yeah. I forgot about that. You saying that too. Of course you did. You're a tool. You don't have much <laughs> up there. I mean, gosh, I mean one thought. Fucking I mean, I'm telling you. You got no room for storage. Holy fuck. I'm I'm making a shirt. You got their I'm own fucking flip phone compared to our iPhone Pro 14. <laughs> I have an iPhone, see? Yeah, whatever. You got an iPhone case. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> always at me, man. Always at me. Hey, is it's the so easy? Is the Sean Avery story true from the bench when he was beacon at Joe Sackick? Oh yeah, about we don't we don't <laughs> we yeah. don't do that to him. <laughs> Who said that to him? Channy or oh, Stevie? Okay. Somebody. I, I I thought it was Brett Hall or something. Somebody. Or Holly. Yeah. yeah, like somebody of seniority. Yeah. So he what was some, he Roy, he some was, Royal Hall of Fame member? What the hell was he doing? Just trying to go at Joe? Dude, he beaks everybody. You like, know those I'm, guys. It's just like we don't do that. They don't they don't mess with our king. We don't mess with theirs. Yeah. Fair enough. It is a war, I guess. Yep, right? But and and in some wars, there's sort of different lines of battle depending on the soldiers. Now, you know how the games yeah. monitored. That's just that was just the the way that that sort of went. Mm-hmm. To be able to keep Stevie and Joe out of it is just he's sort of like Think about all the carnage by the by the peasants, right? Everything to go up, but the king stood on the top yeah. and watched yeah. and stayed clean. Both sides, respect, respect. That's why there was that ultimate rivalry, ultimate hatred, but ultimate respect. And at the end of the day, what's Steve Eisman trying to do? He's mm-hmm. trying to do exactly what Joe Sackick's done in Colorado and do it quicker. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's not hard, boys. <laughs> hey on a different note I'm i wanted sorry. to ask tristan i oh. i apologize i put yeah. you in yeah, you understand it. tony yeah. it's not hard yeah, yeah. i wanted to ask on a, on a different note how's your boy doing s673 sec, second year former s673 coaching the ucla bruins men's hockey division two teams so they're grinding mm-hmm. they were Good smashing teams last year too man like they were crushing teams yeah, oh yeah. No, he, uh, he's smart, man. He loves the game and put the work in and stuff. And I know that he's got aspirations of, you know, uh, getting to higher levels and getting that program to a higher level. So, you know, the brilliance is he's still young. He'll just be 27 this year. So a lot of time ahead to, to put the work in. He's off to a damn good start. With there. Absolutely. Like, you know that's I mean? a, you know, not, and that's a lesson to everybody just because – Maybe your your dream, you got to figure out, like I told him, I said, listen, your love of the game and my love of the game, it's, it's there's no greater, it's just different. So if you love this game, you're going to figure out a way to stay around it and stay into it. Mm-hmm. You know, it's the same way as I love the game, It's but it's it's what I did. It's not who I am. I love other things to do too, right? You know, that's why I love the people more and, and all the stuff. That's why I do all the people things between the fans and stuff because I, you know, the, the rank is the rank. I spent enough time there. Mm-hmm. you know i don't want to live there anymore mm-hmm. you know so but other people they love it and god bless them because yeah. i love doing what i'm doing mm-hmm. yeah hey who was that one guy in the nhl when you played that was just always chirping on the ice and did they ever say anything funny that almost made you laugh or like anything like that i love 
when guys are like well the val did i tell you have i told you the best chirp on the ice ever in the history of chirps i'm not sure the one kelly chase Schomber. no kelly chase Schomber. Schomber rest his soul right played my my first year with them played uh you know late 80s or 90s uh from sarnia um called him skippy because he just talked with a high pitch right like this and he was a chirp right and never shut up but like sometimes like didn't have a lot substance to say unless he'd be engaged because once you engaged him you turned them on so we're playing as st louis and kelly chase who's their top guy lining up on the draw and he's hammering burr cross check cross check he goes bird puck drops we're fighting chamber looks at him goes no we're not chases hammers him slashes him goes puck drops i'm dropping my gloves we're gonna fight or goes nah no we're not and he goes fuck you burr he says you don't drop i'm gonna jump he says i'm gonna find you after and i'm gonna fucking beat the shit out of you at the bar first he looks at him and goes That'll never happen. Now you got to remember, this is on the face-off, right? So lineman like this, and he goes, "Fuck you, Burr. Why?" And he goes, "Because I don't hang out in gay bars." You know, <laughs> like this. The referee, the linesman, all five guys on the ice are laughing. Chase took oh. a penalty on the play, like right, and 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 it was just like where where the whole guys on the ice were, you know, you, the it. old days where guys are pushing his job yeah. the line. Got to come in, and this he's got an attention, and just fucking buried him. That was the funniest <laughs> one that I heard. And got oh, a power play. It's perfect. Absolutely. <laughs> it's fucking Not good. all battles are won with punches thrown. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I love, I love it. And and some of the best troopers aren't the guys that just run their mouths. It's the ones that just timely. Right. You know, just like timely. So. You ever uh, you ever hear Stevie let loose on anybody? Yeah, the referee. <laughs> oh. <laughs> a lot. <laughs> and I think the huh. only time he got run was in St. Louis by Rob Schick one day. And when he gave him a 10 or kicked him out, it, it was like the most shocked face. What? Me? What? You know? Mm. But uh, yeah, I was a peacemaker. He'd, he'd, <laughs> he'd let him know. And, and, and yes, you know, Certain guys get away with certain things. I was gonna say Crosby just got thrown out the other night for like yeah, that was thing. sort of what it reminded me of. Yeah, I was thinking that like like you know, and oh my god, what did I do? Yeah, because yeah. yeah, like it's... and they're like they Sidney Crosby chirps like now, like before, like when when I played when at the end of my career, the beginning of his would be more whining. Now he more chirps like Stevie. You see him like cutting into a ref mm-hmm. on the bench, stuff like that. That's what those guys do. Tell them about themselves. Mm-hmm. Like they got no time for small talk, no time to butter them up. That's what D Mac's there for. Yeah. You know, <laughs> they're but just you, sinister. But you, though, kind of your role on the wings, though, you should be on the buffer, the bro. You should I be am. close with the refs. Peacemaker, baby. Peacemaker. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Like Stevie, you're up him, and I'm going. He doesn't mean that. No, no, no. That's not <laughs> it. Yeah, I always, okay, that's enough. I always hate seeing some of the refs when they're trying to split up fights, and they're like, one guy's arms tied up, the other guy's not, and guys are getting smacked. Like, I see it so much nowadays. It fucking drives me nuts. Yeah, because like, they don't know how to break up a fight because there that's... never is any. How do you trade for it? The guys uh... in the old days were awesome, and if you know what, you didn't have the respect. Don't let the other guy loose to get you. Yeah, oh yeah. 
Oh, you. slipped away. You'll learn that yeah. once or twice. So there's a respect there. Like there's so much. They talk about the code and the unwritten rules. Mm-hmm. There's so many that you don't even know about, right? And and that's why, like, it's not my game mm-hmm. because there's so many of these unwritten rules and this code and whatever that is disrespected because it wasn't taught. Yeah, Something, right. but the game's evolved, so it's allowed, and the rules and the the game allow it. So why can I? I'm not going to be old guy being mad. I just rather they adjust to what they're trying to police and that means make it bigger so then guys don't get as as hurt because mm-hmm. nowadays you, a guy goes through the middle of his head down he gets lit up and you're gonna get, give the guy who hit him trouble well give the guy that you're who's irresponsible with his head down in the middle more room to be irresponsible if you're not gonna you know mm-hmm. you're gonna get mad at the guy hitting him yeah, yeah. There's been a lot of big hits lately too. Speaking of, oh, hits, Truba man. lit up Kadri, Truba's... but you look, but look at Kadri's old school. He's like, yep, yeah, go yeah. The head yeah. Down. I got caught. He said, yeah. But who did he hit too? He threw two hits the one night. He had to fight twice. I well, one of them was Kadri, and then one the other Kadri. one was. Uh... But but again, on both parts, is that there's nothing wrong with that. The yeah. whole thing is, is that if Gerard Gallant, in my opinion, wants to get mad, then. Then, then his D partner or the guy on the ice, like somebody's got to pick that guy off. Mm-hmm. I Don't just hate. Him, I get what he's saying, but I wouldn't change Truba's game. I just protect him more. Yeah, I would. I hate how guys always have to fight when they throw those big clean hits now. Like it's oh. stupid. Well, it depends. Listen, it depends. But you always know a Daryl Sutter team coach got somebody's coming. That's the difference. Mm-hmm. I was gonna say Uyghur lit up fucking who did he light up the other night? Wallman. Wallman, Wallman yeah, Jake like that was Wallman. a big Oh yeah, hit. that was a good hit. No, that was Zadorov, wasn't it? Zadorov hit him. What was it, Zadorov? Yeah, that was I a good was one, Uyghur. but again, where did he hit him? Yeah, center ice, oh, mid, middle mid of the ice, yeah. top of the slot with your head yeah. down, dangling yeah. in the middle. And I believe I don't Wallman know. left. Maybe not in Harrow, but in Leamington we were taught not to go there. <laughs> and our rink was way small, so State of Boyd, yours the Harrow Barn was about bigger than ours. Uh the yeah. Harrow Barn, by the way. It was a barn. Still is. I love it. Is this isn't it? Yeah. Might they now now they just I might have fix. to come over and pick them up and put them down. Now they just, just for nostalgia. Couple yeah. bars and in. We uh play in the Roscoe every year. I think it's April 9th weekend if you want to come play. Yeah. I have a team in. Nice. Congratulations. Well, I'm just saying, if you want to fucking... I appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you for the invite. (laughs) Fucking chirping me all the time. I'll get to my people. (laughs) Constantly. I'm going to find out who you're playing against. (laughs) I got a good squad? Uh, It's a younger squad. Like, younger, like, in shape? Like, like, like you need some air tanks out there. Like, some young kids that can play. Yeah, well, it's a 35 and over tournament. I know, that's what I mean. You need some 35 yeah. year olds. Yeah, some, a lot of us newbie. are, a lot of us range probably 35 to probably 40. I love it. Us. It's fun, but we love got it. a we got a crew, but we've been trying to play together all year and then play in this at the end of the year because you know the Harrow Sailors. I'm sure you've probably heard of them being yeah. Manassas County, right? So yeah. we have a thing where they play once a week. They play on Thursday. So my squad, we go in there once a month. So they play four oh, other, three, play or three other teams. 
So what they what they're gonna do for the Roscoe is now they're gonna take them and the three teams that they play, and we're just gonna play a tournament. So that's how it's gonna go. But so yeah, if you want to play, you can play, man. It's up to you. You're more than welcome. I'll, I'll keep that in mind. Also, though, we should golf this summer too. Let's golf. Yeah, sounds good. Tristan's a golfer too. All right, come on. Love golf. Yeah, I, come over here. We can play cattails. Hey, you have uh, you have one every year, right? You have a golf. I got one. Thing. I got the drive time family get together at uh, Links and Novi. I think it's in like August. Okay, every year. Yeah, okay. I see it up. I'm like, man, I want fucking. I'm like, one of these years, I want to play in that. I'm I'm a horrible it. golfer, but I like to have fun out on the course, though. Um. Oh, did you? Oh, you could. I, you said I'm horrible blank, and you can put in I'm golf a, for that time. I you said just I'm a horrible a bunch go- of different thing. <laughs> all the fucking, all the fucking time, man. Even in taxis, fucking roasted me. I'm like, man, this guy. Like, oh, I'm telling you, I'm making a shirt, man. I'm sending you a shirt, Tony the Tool shirt. Better put a fucking toolbox on it. There will be a toolbox. Big I red toolbox. <laughs> or nice you can even wrench. go blue and white with the hero on it. Hero zone. You know, I'm sure they'll love that. <laughs> hero zone. <laughs> You're gonna give you yeah. a Colchester address. <laughs> <laughs> I we used to actually when I was younger, I used to live on Jackson Street down in Colchester. Oh, okay. So I lived down there probably like I said newborn tall boat grade two, I think. See, there you go. I'm just fucking checking the boxes, eh? The Harrow box. All eh? of them. Just fucking hitting them all, not skipping any. Pure tool. Absolutely. (laughs) Dude, you know how many people I've seen in fucking public and it's just like random people like, oh, we listen to the show. Like, we love the show. And then I'm like, oh, thanks, man. They're like, yeah. And then they're like, why does Darren call you Tony the Tool? I'm like <laughs> all the fucking time I get asked that a hundred times. I'm like, wait a sec. Why aren't they saying I love your show, Tony the Toolbox? Well, they do. Why aren't they some, saying some that of them do? I don't need to be the only one calling you that. Feel free, everybody, call them that. <laughs> That's just not for me to call them. If you want, if you don't, if you want to be so Canadian and be polite and oh. <laughs> Sorry about your feelings, huh? I, I didn't want to know that, you know, Tony's really sensitive, huh? And he, and he doesn't oh, know that, that the tool is actually, you know, like multifaceted tool, you know, like, uh, you know, maybe like a Swiss Army knife. Uh. <laughs> See, what if it was like a Swiss Army knife? Well, who's saying it's not, you idiot? Why don't you... That's for you to tell me, not for me to I tell you. Now I'm going to say, no, obviously it's not. I don't want to tell right? you now. Couldn't cut shit. <laughs> You're just a flathead. So to speak. More, hey, I thought you were a flathead, more of a square head, obviously, oh, but I thought you were a flathead. You're you're too sweet. <laughs> Holy fuck. Tristan, do you have anything else for me? I'm like crying. I'm laughing over here. Uh, no, you know what? I'll, all I want to say is uh, I know you prefer D-Mac or Darren, but I'm going to say Mr. McCarty because – I respect you're, you because you're that young. You're no, it's because you're it's, you're the most respected person I've had the honor of meeting. So I want to say thank you so much uh, for answering my questions. Incredibly, uh, you're a true pro uh, in every sense of the word. 
and uh, good luck going forward with your broadcasting with the Woodward Sports. Anyone, if you're listening to the show, yeah. go and check those guys out. Go and listen to the podcast. Watch them on the YouTube stream. They're fantastic. So thank you, Darren. Yeah, WoodwardSports.net. You can find me every day, 11 to 1, with my partner in crime, Neil Rule, talking Detroit sports and stuff like that. DarrenMcCarty.com, DarrenMcCarty4 on Twitter. Um, appreciate your time. Appreciate those questions. Great questions, kid. Um, take the same tact with anybody you interview and you'll be fine. Thank right? You. Yep, exactly. Because you know what? The, the best part is people will understand. It's like, oh my God, Tony is so great because he's got Tristan. So don't worry about it. <laughs> see, then it's a good, see, then it was a good hire. It was a great there hire. There it is. Hire. But DMAC, as always, man, seriously, thank you. Always so good to us. Mm-hmm. It was nice to finally talk like face to face when we were at the game too because we've been shooting the shit over probably a couple of years now so it was nice to actually finally talk to you in person so once a year you gotta once a year you're on the show absolutely and we'll get on the golf course soon boys yeah for sure all right brother thank you over here yeah i'm down we're down man we're down all right all right d mac thanks buddy all right guys have a great day you you as well